Welcome to this special edition of the Bench Bro Sports Podcast. We're glad you can join us today as we are sports junkies debating about the hottest topics going around in the sports world. Tonight, we will be previewing the NHL playoffs, giving you the full breakdown of each matchup and our predictions for who will be skating around the rink with the Stanley Cup. I'm your host, Wesley Splain, and joining me today is hockey enthusiast Anthony Fertini. What is up? Wes, what is up? Thank you for uh, making a podcast. Um, I think it's really cool. I think it'll be really interesting. And It's hockey time. Every time. Exactly what I'm saying. Perfect time of the year to get on this, and uh, I got to get my playoff beard going. Uh, how's yours looking for, so far? You got your stash? Yeah, the stash is going great. <laughs> Are you growing the beard out, boy? Uh, I might after the first week. I don't know. I kind of want to. I'm gonna keep the stash. Don't get me wrong. Until the caps get knocked out, but yeah, I don't really grow. I grow grow goatee. So that's true. I think I may may get mine going for a little bit. See how it goes. Although my team is out, but well, what are you gonna do? Yeah, right. All right. So this is how it's gonna work. We will preview and predict each divisional side of the playoffs for the first two rounds. Then Ant and I will predict who will make it to the Western Conference and Eastern Conference Finals, followed by our Stanley Cup predictions. So, Ant, are you ready to roll? Let's do it. All right, so we'll start out West in the Pacific part of the playoffs with the Calgary Flames capturing the Pacific Division for the first time since 2006. They also have the best record in the Western Conference, securing home ice throughout the Western Conference playoffs. They will take on the Colorado Avalanche, who have been up and down all season long to get into the playoffs after finishing 8-3 and three in the last 10 games to clinch the second wildcard spot. It's the first time the Avalanche have made it back-to-back trips to the playoffs since making it 11 straight from 1994 through 2005. And what do you expect out of the Flames, and could Colorado possibly pull up the first upset? So with the Flames and the Avalanche, um, oh, man, I am definitely going with the Flames for sure. I think the Avalanche is going to definitely push. Like no competition at all? I wouldn't say no competition. I definitely think the Avalanche is going to, you know, I think the Avalanche is going to go into this as kind of like, all right, thanks for letting us be here type of thing. And hopefully we can at least send them away with one losses. Maybe it'll go to a game six. But um, that whole stacked. And the Avalanche is good too. I mean, they got a couple nasty weapons on their team behind um, – oh, my God, I'm blanking out on his name. McKinnon, Nathan McKinnon. That guy is can do everything. He almost kind of reminds me a little bit of Sidney Crawford. He kind of handles his body on the ice in a way he can stick handle and maneuver. He's not the smallest guy either. He's, I think he's only like maybe six foot, six one, but he's pretty beefy. I think he's over – but he can move her pretty, maneuver pretty well, but – they just snuck in, so I'm going with the Flames and Johnny Gaudreau, so, whatever. So the Flames have had a v- relatively quiet season unless you live in Alberta, Canada, which they have been lights out at, the, at, at like the end of the new year of 2018 and throughout 2019. They got some good line with Lindrom, and they also have uh, Gaudreau, who's been awesome. Shane Monahan's a stud. Monahan's another one. They have James Neal for, like, depth. They have good line depth with a bunch of young guys. Right. Uh, like, James um, Neal is that guy. Go ahead. 
Well, yeah, James Neal has played in the previous two Stanley Cups, but he's been on the losing side of it. <laughs> right. Yeah, but sometimes uh, that's all you need just to flip it around. You know, yeah, they got experience. Great, they got great defense with uh, Giordano and, Bro- and TJ Brody, but I don't know how well Mike Smith is going to play when it comes to the postseason. I mean, right. this team has not seen the postseason in a while. I mean, it's been since, I think, 2015 since the Flames have been in. Yeah. So, and they're opening up in Calgary, too. And, man, Canadian fans are wild. This is their sport, too. So yeah, just keep that in mind. There's going the so to be a lot of expectations on them. But I really do like this Colorado Avalanche team. Now, granted, they might not be as deep as, like, other teams, but – but they I, strike. Like, when they're on the ice, they, they'll yeah. catch you off. Send the puck up deep as they're chasing for it. They'll put on the pressure, and they'll make, they'll make you make a mistake and finish their checks. They finish their goals as well. So, um, you know, they're kind of like they, – they kind of float under the radar, and then they kind of attack, like, last second. So, this whole, this whole, um, this whole year is going to be very interesting for sure. Well, I think with Eric Johnson – and Gerard, like they're gonna have to rely on a lot of like their top two lines, like Landon Skog and Kirkfoot, and obviously McKinnon. Right. He's a top, probably a top five, top ten player. Top five, hands down, easily. Yep. But Grubauer, if they if they keep Grubauer in, Grubauer has been playing really good the past ten games. And he, you know, it was Verlamov that was going to be the starter and all, but. Grubauer has came up clutch for them to get into the playoffs. Right. He really has. And they pl- they didn't play any scrub teams either. They played Tampa Bay, Winnipeg, Toronto. What's going to come central? Like, all- they were all battling for seeding in the playoffs, so it wasn't like they were taking any games off. Exactly. It's going to go at game six. Uh, Flames are going to take it. It may even go at game seven because when they played the Predators, I think like a year or two ago, Predators were the team that clinched the President's Trophy as well as – I think it was two years ago – as well as made it to the Cup that year. It was, and, la- it was last year, I think, wasn't it? Was it was last yeah. year when they were matched up. And yeah, they, were, they were making it tough for them. Like they were exactly. making it really tough. So they are a flyer to the radar team. And, uh, you know, they may not shoot – they may not have enough shots on goal as the Flames do. The Flames are a very offensive team. I think it's just going to come down to hockey IQ with these two teams. Who is a smarter team? Who has more experience? Who's going to play smarter? Who's not going to take dumb penalties? Who's going to finish their goals? Who's going to get dirty in the corner? You know, for round one is kind of up and down type thing. They're going to hustle, and then you're going to get teams that are kind of going to just float around. Don't forget about Brashard too on the Colorado. Yeah, you know it's a good. It's going to be a good matchup, but I definitely think the Flames are going to be taking this one. They just seem more hyped up about it as well. Chemistry seems to be flowing, um, but the Avalanche is going to make it hard for them for sure. See, I I like your pick with the Flames, and the Flames are very rootable. But I am I'm going with Colorado in six in the right. first round. I respect that. Yeah, you, yeah. I, I'm not going to disagree with you at all. If they, if they keep up with Grubauer and he keeps playing, I, I think that Grubauer is better than Mike Smith. Minus the shots that the Flames get on net, there's yeah. some, there some decent, decent snipes. 
those guys right. have talent to snipe that puck. So, right. But he's even be on his power, when I was watching with him with the Capitals, I mean, he, he's pretty dang good. And he's gotten a lot better since he's been in Colorado. Right. Yeah. I, I do think the Flames collapse under pressure because I think Colorado is the more experienced playoff-driven team and they got more veteran guys on there than, say, Calgary does with their young core. Right. I think Calgary is a year away even though they had a tremendous year this year, but I think they're a year away from being legit contenders in the postseason. And I think Colorado just sneaks up on everybody and gets them in the first round in six games. Mike Smith, depending on who's going to start, David Richard or Mike Smith, David Richard's definitely the better player. He's, uh, his record's 27-9-5, and five, and Mike Smith's 23-16-2. Yeah, but it's that inconsistency you got to watch out for. Yeah, and the save percentage, you know, anything above a 900 is good, and Mike Smith's floating right below that 900 mark. That kind of worries me if they plan on – I don't know if they plan on rotating in an hour. They want to start Richard. I think they've been starting Richard. Um, I think that's Group hour has been above that 90% for the last 20 games. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting matchup for sure. But I'm, I'm going to take – I'm going to stick with my flames. Um, right. but I respect that avalanche, um, avalanche pick. All right, so on the other side of the Pacific features a matchup that was a semifinal last year. The San Jose Sharks will take on the Vegas Golden Knights in the first round. San Jose came into the playoffs with some injuries while Vegas had some of their own. Vegas is hoping to make another run at the Cup, but San Jose is primed to spoil their recent division rival. Both of these teams have won Western Conferences in the past three years, San Jose in 2016 and the Knights last year. And what do you expect out of this first-round matchup between two titans of the West? This is definitely one to look for. Um, pretty much about this matchup. Uh, the Sharks are going to take it. That's my prediction. I think Shark, this is the Sharks' year. Eric, not to stay healthy. He's had a broken, I think, a broken foot before. One time, uh, puck shot at his foot. He had a broken foot. I think he had a torn Achilles at one time. He's He's pretty injury prone, but if he can stay healthy, they can get him going. Brent Burns is a big defenseman. He's a hell of a player, hell of a guy. They got Vander Kane. I just don't see the Knights this year stopping because I think it's going to come down with these two teams is just mental, um, the mental part of the game now. Um, whereas the Sharks believe that's going to be their year, and I don't think the Knights, after you know the season they had last year, coming out strong for the first year, I just don't think that the uh, Knights are going to be able to pull back. There's one person you forgot to mention about, Mark Jones. <laughs> I don't know Mark how he's going to be, man. Yeah, yeah, goaltending. Mark Jones, for, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it depends, man. If It's a lot of goal, it's a lot of goaltending, but it is, you know, it's just chemistry at the end of the day. They got to make sure that everyone's happy playing on the same team. Everyone likes the coach and that the coach likes the players and everyone's getting along. If everyone's getting along – that natural skill of being a goaltender will kick in. You know, these guys have been practicing this for years. You know, if they weren't good, then they wouldn't be selected to play in NHL, no less starts. So I don't think any organization like that out there in the West is that dumb that they're going to play somebody from like a – Okay. Yeah. You know, like I think a cage. San, yeah. So San Jose has like a lot of top talent. Like they got Eric Carlson. 
uh, Vander Kane, Joel Pavelski, all those guys yep. came down Joe stretch and, like battling problems and stuff, but I think they're good to go, especially with Joe Pavelski. He's a big part of that offense. Um, obviously, Brent Burns is a big part, but I'm looking at Vegas, man, and Vegas has just been on a roll ever since acquiring Mark Stone. He's a big difference maker for them. Um, you look at John, this lineup of John, Jonathan Marshall, William Carlson, and Mark Stone on the same line. That, that, that's like an all-star line. Not going to get that much anywhere. Plus, the Knights are deep. You got Cody Eakin and uh, Alex Tuck on the third line. You got enforcers. They're, they're big bodies, too. So you got enforcers on the fourth line. I mean, they're pretty evened out. And plus, like the defensive pairings with Nate Schmidt and um, Derek England and Shane Theodore and all those guys, they're good. But also, don't forget about who was like pretty much the MVP of the playoffs last year, and that was um, Mark Andre Fleury. Right. Fleury's healthy now. I mean, he sat out resting up for the um, past week and a half or two weeks, but you know Flurry is, like, the main guy. Like, they rally around a veteran goaltender that, you know, if you're playing well and you know that goalie is doing good, your your confidence level is going to raise so much higher. And I just – Yeah. I have – I know what Marc-Andre Flurry is going to bring me night in, night out. I don't know what Mark Jones is going to bring me. So, I do see this game uh, – this series going seven games, and it's going to be very entertaining to watch. But I, at the end of the day, I have Vegas pulling it out, man. What What do you see the uh, the series like? What game? What? How many seven. games is it going to go? I seven think games. It's go seven. Yeah. <sighs> That's tough. It's going to be a great series. So, so then you have the Flames and the Sharks. What do you think will happen there at at the second round? Sharks take it for sure. Uh, any Any input though? Any, I uh, think the, shark, the Sharks take it because I, I, once again, from the beginning of the season, they just want to be building that Stanley Cup team this year. They're trying to go for a cup run. They really are. They That's a big move. They acquired Eric Carlson from the Senators. That is another big move. They got the big body Brett back there. And like I said, I think everyone's just happy where they are. Everyone's just kind of clicking. And they got some good veteran guys on there, like Joe Thornton, Joe Pravowski, as well as they got the talent. Um, it's just – it's really tough to say because most of the time it depends on goaltending. But that, so keep in mind, the Flyers in 2011, they made the cup with a friggin' backup, Brian Boucher or whatever. We have been battling goaltending issues forever, and we finally got a decent goalie. But the same thing, they made the cup and, and the – Blackhawks were stacked that year. They had so much So it's it's just it's balanced. So for my matchups, I have Colorado and um, the Vegas Golden Knights, and I think Vegas takes care of them in five because Colorado's going to need to do everything they need to in order to take care of the Flames. And I think they're just going to be yeah. too beat up, and like Vegas has so they're still deep and. It, Big thing about this is Mark Andre Fleury, and then also you added Mark Stone to the team. Yeah, if you're going with the Avalanche and the Knights, I'm definitely taking the Knights. Yeah, um, but it's the thing is, is like the Knights are going to win if that's the matchup, but it's not going to be easy because how much size does Derek Angle do? 
because Avalanche has some beefy guys on their team. Um, they do, but like I feel, I feel like Vegas is more balanced throughout one through four than Colorado would be. And granted, you know, I think the Flames are more balanced too, but like they don't got that many experienced guys where I think Colorado does. Right. But so. another thing is like we got to look at the Oilers too. You know, like Conor McDavid leading the season again with most points, and you know they missed the playoffs, so it has to be a chemistry thing. They have to be liking where they're playing. They have to be mixing well. And the coach has to be on his heels the whole year in order to switch these lineups up, to switch these lineups, making sure these guys have good chemistry together and make sure there's somebody on the ice that's finishing the check, someone who's got some speed, someone who could sit in front of the net. So as long as they can mix and match with that stuff throughout the season, they got a lot of games to play if they're going to make it to the Cup. Um, they're going to have to be smart with, uh, with their adjustments. Yeah. So you have the Sharks, I have the Knights coming out of the Pacific. So. Yeah, so I got the Flames and the Sharks, and you got the Avalanche and the Knights. And I have the Knights winning that one, and you have the Sharks. Sharks, yeah. yeah. So my Western Conference Finals will be the Sharks. All right. So as the Pacific Division was settled the past two weeks, the Central Division came down to the wire as the Nashville Predators prevailed on the last day of the season to win the Central Division for the second consecutive year. Nashville won the President's Trophy last year and went to the Stanley Cup the year before. They hope to make it back and will take on the highest wild card, the Dallas Stars, in the first round. Dallas had their highs and lows this season, but managed to maintain their spot in the playoffs. This will be the first time these two teams have met in the postseason in NHL history. The second and the third seed matchup is between the Winnipeg Jets, who started the season with a hot start but fell off a bit towards the end, and the St. Louis Blues, who were the worst team in the league and also fired their coach when the new year started. And then they went on a tremendous run to get into the playoffs, winning 26 games. And what do you see in these first-round matchups, and what do you expect out of the Central Division teams? Predators and Stars. I'm pretty sure these teams are somewhat familiar with each other. I am a low-key Predators fan, just because I grew up being a big Mike Fisher advocate or a big Mike Fisher fan. I just There's something about this team that just really gets me going. Um, I'm a huge Peter Laviolette guy. What he did in Philly, what he did with the Hurricanes. You know, this guy is a true coach. He, he knows his hockey in and out. He can coach well. He can connect well with the guys. He knows how to light these guys up. And if you have the right players, which he does, man, they're going to keep running for the cup for a decent amount of seasons. Um, this lineup that the, the Predators have, no less, they got Forsberg, Johansson, and then Victor. I forget how to say this guy's last name. Avidson or something? Sweet, dude. First, Avidson. First line. Then you got Kyle Turris at center on second line. Craig Smith on the wing. He's super quick, Craig Smith. He can score. Nick Bonino, he could score. Austin Watson, he's a good player. And then your fourth line is just as good as your first line. You got Brian Boyle coming from the the, uh, Devils. And Wayne Simmons coming from the Flyers. He was the guy who did all the dirty work. Lots of lots of balance on this team. And then starting out on your defense here, your whole defense is stacked as well. Roman Yossi starting off. Ryan Ellis to pair with them. Um, P.K. Subban. There's just so much talent on this team. I can't see. And the Stars, like you said, they've been up and down. Jamie Benn, Tyler Sagan, I like him. But there's one play where Tyler Sagan, I think he just like completely missed the net and 
I just – I don't know. They're just too hot and cold. They're lucky they made the playoffs this year because they've missed the past couple seasons. And the Predators have been there and they've done that, so I'm definitely taking the Predators. All right, yeah, I'm definitely taking the Predators for to echo the same reasons you just said. Uh, I'm also taking them because Pecorine. Pecorine, too. I mean, come on. He's one. He's the best. I mean, he was the best goalie last year in the league. He won the um. What's the goalie award? I forget what it is. But anyway, he won that, and he he gets lights out the past two uh, post seasons. But like last year, he was kind of hurt yeah. a little bit. But you, you sound the same thing. They got talent all in that Arvidsson kid, the Abbotson. He set the um the franchise record for most goals in the season with thirty four. Right. He's going to be a name to be reckoned with in the playoffs. It's not just, you know, Yo Johansson you got to watch out for. It's not just um, Fisher you have to watch out for. It's also him, man. He, he's a Fisher? very sneaky winger. Yeah, Mike Fisher. Play. He's retired. He came out of retirement. Oh, yeah. Shit, yeah, he's gone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I get it, though, because he came out of retirement to play, and then he left again, so. Well, the Predators did a great job replacing him, too. Yeah, I mean, I mean how do you replace Mike Fisher? Here's a guy who's played, I think, 20 NHL seasons, whatever it was, over 1,000 games, nothing flashy, hasn't scored that much, not a big point guy, but a true leader, a guy who you want on the team, a guy who you want in the character, a guy, I mean, a guy who you want on the team, a guy that has tons of character, your guy, the coach's guy, the guy you can rely on the team to do all the dirty work. He was even scoring goals in the um, – in the playoffs in overtime for big wins, he's just those guys that come in when you need him. And obviously, I don't know why I'm ranting because he's not on the team anymore. But what I'm saying is replace him and then make Roman Yosi your captain. You know, Daryl will be able to tip Roman Yosi be his captain. And also taking on Wayne Simmons from the Flyers the perfect time. There's a reason why the Predators took him on as well. They're looking to fill those gaps. Yeah. And I think that he knows he's coached him too. So he knows what he's looking for. Right. I also like – I like Dallas, the way they're, like, lined up with, like, Radulov. And... Yeah. The first line yeah. does all and the I, like... And, dude, when they play, when they play good, they I mean, play they play really, really, really Yeah. I know what you're talking about. They got top... – But – No, go ahead. But as I mentioned throughout our preview already, goaltending is a huge part of the playoffs. And, you know, I like what Hudobin has done, but, you know, he's, he's more on the Mark Jones kind of side of things. He shows up one night, he's spectacular, but then the other nights he's he, – he, when he has an off night, he is like all You're talking about the, um, the goalie for the, the Hudobin. Stars. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, Hudobin. But they're going to start Ben Bishop and – you know, if Ben Bishop, if he brings it, you know, he's still that guy he was in Tampa. Right. But I just don't I just don't see that happening. Right. So especially against Nashville where they're attacking you from all all assets of the uh ice from like long in the in the defense, from like snipes, deflections, you know, um transitions. I just don't think that the stars have what it takes coaching wise as well as experience. Like the national predators, here's a team that all over the ice moved on you, and you never know where. 
Flavio Lett is a hell of a coach. He's like I said, he's been there, he's done that. I just don't see how they're going to stack up. Now, keep in mind too, a lot of these playoffs times throughout the throughout the season, um, well, throughout the playoff rounds, some teams kind of lay low. Like Pittsburgh is a perfect example. You know, I won't go into that yet, but. I don't think that any of these games are just going to be steamrolled besides maybe Tampa and Columbus, but the rest of them, you know, there's going to be a decent amount of fight because some nights they may come in, they may rest a little bit. Right. So like they may hand one win to the stars one night, they could sure probably sweep them. Mm-hmm. But think if you're going hundred percent every single game and you don't have that much rest, they're going to need to take a rest. As long as they can stay confident that they're going to beat the team, um, then they're going to carry mm-hmm. out that, that series. But um, I just don't think that the Stars have the the experience as well as the talent. Really, just just being honest, I don't think they have the talent to match up to the Predators. All right, so we both have the Predators. But how many games? I say five. Uh, man, uh, that's a good. Honestly, it's a good prediction. I'll give them, I'll give the Stars one game. Yeah, I'll yeah. Go so five. you're gonna go five. I'll go five. What? I'll go five. Yeah. I'll go, go five, five just for the fact that. I really don't – like I said, they these teams need a rest. I don't see any major sweeps besides Tampa and Columbus just because Tampa is just that good. But these guys, they're prepping for each other right now. They know who, they know who their opponent is. They know who has to stack up to what player on what shift. Um, you know, they're watching film, watching tape, having their meetings. They're in there. They're doing their work. So I'll give them one game because they're not just going to come to the playoffs to lose. I don't think any team wants to go in the playoffs to lose. It's going to be competitive for sure. Um, but I just don't – I just can't see as far as matchup. How do you say his name? Arvidsson or whatever? Advidson. Advidson. 276 shots. 82 games. 276 shots on net. 48 goals. With 20 assists, he's got 68 points. Not that many points compared to Connor McDavid. Uh, Connor McDavid, 276 shots on net. This either means that there, there's playmakers on this team that's can't feeding him the puck, or he's just being able to skate through people and shooting them when the time is right. And look, 276 shots with only 48 goals. I mean, do the math. You know, he's not. If he was that good of a player, he'd be scoring every single time. But just the fact that he's getting 276 shots on net in 82 game season. I mean, what's, what's that equivalent to? I'm doing it right now. 276 divided by 82, 3.3 shots per game. So say like three shots yeah. per game from one player and it, we're playing the NHL. So I just don't see that. And that's one player. So I just don't see him matching up. What do you see in this Blues and Jets matchup? To me, this is very intriguing because remember the Blues were dead last yeah. in the league, and they were about to they were about to blow up right. the house, and then they just went on this crazy run. And then the Jets were up there for the most part. It's two different opposite sides of the spectrum. The Jets were high at the beginning of the season. The Blues were low. Then the Jets fell off a little bit, and then the Blues Are came out of nowhere. Teams? Like, what do you see? Are these two teams familiar with each other? I really don't know if they played each other a lot. The last time they played each other was back in November. Yeah, a while ago. So another another crazy yeah, match. So this is going to be relatively right. fresh. Um, I'm going Jets. I know my picks right away. I'm going Jets. Going Jets. They, like I said, a lot of the playoffs just comes down to experience. It really sadly does. It just – it's timing 
it's hockey IQ, it's coaching, it's, it's mental toughness. You know, you can go through a whole season and win a couple games here and there, lose a couple here. But when it comes down to playoffs, man, these guys do not mess around. And what I'm telling you, when they take rest, like they may take going to one game already know they're going to lose whatever, you know, that's strategically placed for a reason. So it, I, I just think the Jets are going to pull away. They still got big buff, I think, right? Big Bufflin. They got yeah. uh, Connor Hallebuck or whatever, their goaltender. He's a solid goaltender. Um, Blues, I really don't know much about. I know they got Ryan O'Reilly. He carries the team, but is this going to be a whole other Sabre matchup? Tarasenko. Yes. Him too, but that, I mean. They, Dude, they just, the goal they just snuck them? in two and three seeds. So, um, I don't know. The Jets really just, they do it for me. They're fan base. They got a strong fan base. Um, I definitely think that they're going to pull out the, the series. I'm going, I will go game six, though. Or maybe even yeah, that's why I'm thinking too. I'm thinking like loser six. tough guy team. Maybe pushing seven. They're tough guys. Yeah, they team. are. They're they're gonna get they're gonna get dirty. They're gonna rot them up. They're gonna try to get in their head. I really think that's gonna be their strategic placement. Here is kind of just getting their head. Thanks for letting us come to the playoffs this year. We may not have the best of luck, but let's at least give it everything we got. I think they're kind of one of those like all in heart type of teams. But I'm still gonna go my Jets. Yeah, you got Tarasenko on the Blues. You got Sunquist on the Blues. You got O'Reilly and then Parrott. But Biddington has been the real story for me as a goaltender. He's been lights out. He was a player of the month back in January and February when they were on their roll. You know, he's got like over a 93 save percentage. He's doing really well. But like, um, I think. Kevin Hayes has finally molded into the Jets, you know, with chemistry-wise. You know, putting him on the second line with Matthew Peralt and um, Kyle Connor is going to be really big on that second right. line. And they got Braden Shen. Shen, the first line uh, left winger. You know, he adds a lot of depth to the team. Patrick Maroon, Alex Steen. And some of these guys are third. Mark Shifley. Blake Wheeler. Blake Wheeler. Are you talking about the Jets? I'm oh, talking I'm talking about yeah, the Jets I was right now. About the Blues. Kevin Hayes is Jet, right? Coming from uh, the Rangers. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you're right about the Blues. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna pack a punch and they're gonna match up with. Uh, they're gonna match up well. relatively. Yeah, well. no, you're right. They're gonna match yeah. up very well against them. Uh, blues, like I said, they're a tough guy team. They're known to be a tough guy team. They got Alex Petrangelo on defense, starting with uh, Vince Dunn. Um, that's a solid defensive lineup, and. Uh, I, I'm excited to see this series. There's a lot of good matchups, man. I think the only one so far yeah. in the West here is that's going to be just kind of boring is either Flames and Avalanche because there's not really much physicality in there and Predators and the Stars possibly. But the Jets, Jets, Blue, that's going to be exciting as well as the Sharks and Knights is going to be the, the Sharks and Knights is going to be the most exciting in the West, I believe. Yeah, so I'm – I mean, like the difference maker for me with the Jets, they got they got more goal scorers than the Blues right. do. Just just a tad bit. I mean, the Blues have like three plus twenty guys, whereas the Jets have five guys that have scored more right. than twenty goals. With Ehlers, Wheeler, Line A, Connor, Shifley. I think Kevin Hayes is going to be big. And then Peralta is also Peralta's a sneaky guy. He might creep up on you in this postseason, scoring a couple of crucial goals. 
but also um, they got Lindrum too. I forgot about that on the fourth line. But I am going with the Jets. I'm going to change it. I think it's going to go seven now. As, as much as I'm talking about it right now, I really do think it's going to go uh, seven. I'm somewhere between the six and seven mark as well. That's where I was too. But now that I'm looking at how well the Blues can match up with the Winnipeg, I'm going to have to say it goes seven. And that's going to be in Winnipeg. And they're going to have the whiteout. The fans are going to go nuts. So I'm, I'm going to take the Jets in that I'm matchup. Stick, I'm sticking six with, with, the, uh, with the Jets. Um, or maybe even five. Oh, this is tough, dude. I don't think five, dude. I, you got to keep in mind as round Well, remember, one. the Blues have postseason experience as well. They're not just yeah. any newcomers. Keep, keep in mind, though, it's round one as well as that Blues team has got a bunch of new talent on it, whereas Winnipeg has kind of been there, done that. Um, so, right. uh, I, I don't know, dude. It's It's hard to predict these games. It really, really is. I mean – there's a lot of there's a lot going on, and it's not a one game series. It's a seven game series, and it could go either way. Anytime, one goal doesn't matter. Dumb penalty, you know, it, it's tough. Goals, goals are going to be crucial in this series because Helen Buck and Biddington are tremendous yeah, goalies. Exactly. So they're going to have to turn on the wheels. They're going to have to get shots on net immediately, and get as many as they can. All right. Jets, it is game six. So we, yeah. So we both have the Jets. We both have the Predators. How's that second round matchup going to be? Jets and Preds? Yeah. I'm going with my Predators as well. I'm go- yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going with the Predators I just, too. I just don't think there's, yeah. there is no team after what they've added on there that can stack up to their, their team, dude. Like, this reminds me of that old um, – or that Pittsburgh Penguins – uh, past years with with their players, where Malkin, Crosby, Chris Letang, like just so many guys that just balance the team so well, so well. Um, you know, I just can't. They just got too many guys. Like their freaking fourth line has Brian Boyle and Wayne Simmons on it. It's like it's like they have too many good players. They don't even know what to do with them. If they had a freaking fifth line, they'd have like freaking. Like Patrick Liney on there with like Tyler Sagan, that'd be their fifth line. Like, there's just too much talent, and you gotta think like, is it is there too much talent because these players really work hard? Or is it too much talent because the coaching staff, athletic trainers, physical therapists, all these people really get them right? You know, and like sports psychologists, like who knows? They probably have a couple of those guys in there. Nutritionists, of course. Like they're getting their mind right, they're getting their health right, they're staying healthy. They're just playing good hockey. I just can't see anybody stopping them. Um, yeah, as far as it goes, it's the Sharks. I I think it's going to be the um, the Predators squeaking out of this one. I think this one will go seven seven games. Uh, I'm talking about the Predators and the Jets in the second round. As my prediction, I think I think it does go seven games because because. If the Jets get on their way, they're pretty dangerous. But if the Preds, the Preds get on their way pretty dang easy, and they have a lot of talent to distribute yeah. the puck around. I mean, yeah, no, it's very true. I... And I like Pekarene more than more than I do with uh, Connor Hellenbuck. But it's re- it's, it's really down cool because those two goaltenders have yeah, done it it's really well. Down, though. I mean, Pe- uh, Pekarene. Oh my God, Pekarene. Yeah. He's he, 
Rene. He's, he's he's a good goalie. He's a really good goalie, but there's some games here where it's just like like kind of just mind blowing. Like what is going on here? Um, so he was battling some yeah, injuries so too. It's Don't tough. About like that. as much talent as they have, like I'm still believing in them. I still think they'll get him ready, but um, it's going to be a good series as well. Game seven. I don't know about how many game All sevens right. are going to go because that's a lot of hockey to be played. Yeah, but when it comes to like, I'm looking at the teams, how well they match up with each other, and when Winnipeg is just Jets like, are going to toss the Predators well, no, around. No matter. Yeah. If they can't skate by him, if they exactly. can't skate by him. So I'll go a game. I may go a game seven with this then, honestly. Really, it's tough. It was really tough. So don't rant on me with picking games. No, seven. but uh, <laughs> it's, it's could go either way. You just never know. You know, it's just, yeah. it's playoff hockey is the hardest, one of the probably hardest sports to just, just pick like what's going to happen. It's just yeah, so unpredictable because right. these guys, the thing about the NHL is all these guys have so much heart in the sport. They do the sport because they love it. They know they're not getting paid much. You never hear hockey players pulled out on a contract because they're not getting the money they want. They're there because they want to win a cup. They want to hold that over their head. They want to have their cup. They want to have their name on the cup. You know, they want that. That's what they. That's what these these guys play for their whole life. They don't care about the money. They're gonna. They know they're getting paid. They don't give you a shit even what team they go to. As long as it's going to be a winning team. I mean, look at Ryan O'Reilly. He was happy to go on the Blues. And, damn, like, the Sabres did pretty damn good this year. So, he just want, they just want to go on a team that's going to win and are pumped when they do. So, um, yeah. All right. Well, that does it for the first two rounds in the West. Now let's go over to the East where the Defending Cup Stanley Cup champions are. I said that Defend- wrong. <laughs> Defending Stanley Cup champ. Yeah. They, uh, yeah, you're yeah. right. Uh, that does it for the first two rounds of the West. Now let's go to the East where the defending Stanley Cup champions are ready to make another run. The Washington Capitals had an impressive season as the defending champions, winning their fourth straight Metropolitan Division. They will take on the Carolina Hurricanes, who are in the postseason for the first time since 2009. Washington dominated the season series against Carolina, winning all four games. And just up I-95, the New York Islanders are back in the postseason after finishing second to last in the Metro last year. They will take on the Pittsburgh Penguins, who are making their 12th consecutive playoff appearance. The Metro has produced the last three Stanley Cup champions, the Penguins in 2016-2017 and the Capitals last year. And the Metro division has provided some exciting playoff action throughout the years. What do you expect this year? All right, so... Metro is probably the hardest, um, or I don't want to say maybe hardest, but most balanced hockey to play in. So, I mean, just look at it. The Carolina Hurricanes are in the playoffs. The Flyers aren't. The Devils aren't. Two teams that were last year. So, and now the Islanders are in it. So, it's very, very, very balanced, very competitive, lots of lights, lots of dogfights in this uh, in this Metro, uh, this Metro. So between the Carolina Hurricanes and the Washington Capitals, this is so easy. It's going to be the Capitals. I'm going with the Capitals, not because <laughs> they just won the cup, but because they're they're a matchup in that lightning category. And as much as a lot of people say, oh, can't be lightning, oh, they're so good. Yeah, they are amazing. But the Capitals are so well-balanced, just like the Predators. They – 
they just they mix and match so well. I mean, you seen last year when they were holding up the cup, it was just a bunch of kids having fun. And that's really what wins games, right? It's not walking into a locker room, giving like threats to everybody if they don't win or like a John Tortorella type talk. It's pumping out for your players, good chemistry, good mix, and the Capitals have that. I mean, TJ Oshie, uh, uh, Nicholas Backstrom, uh, Knutsoff, Eller, Connolly. You know, there's so much talent. Matt Nishkinen, I think he came from Dallas. John Carlson, Perks Orpik on your third line. He's a leader. How are you? And then you got Brandon Holpe in that. You know, just just too stacked as well. And they're defending cup champions. I'm taking them with a sweep. That's the only sweep I'm going with. Um, Carolina Hurricanes are just happy to be in the playoffs. That's all I'm saying. So good, congratulations to them for making it. That's a that's a pretty cool accomplishment because um, they haven't made it in how long? I don't know even how long it was that they didn't make it. 2009, 2009. yeah, so 10 years. 10 years. But congratulations to them. Capitals are taking a 4-0. All right, well, Carolina, man, they, they are balanced. I mean, they're not in the playoffs for no reason. They're, they're pretty dang good. You got Sebastian Ajo, Justin Williams, who's probably going to be really motivated to play in this series. Um, Nito, Nito Ryder. Um, Stall they got. Tank. Karabinen, Shmestikov. They got a lot of really good pieces on the hockey team for depth-wise to match up with one of these big-time uh, contenders who have bounced throughout all four lines. But also you got um, Peter Mrazek. He's a big factor a in why the factor. Canadians are here. Huge wow. factor why. Yeah, oh, yes. Very underrated goaltender. He's very, he very from good. from Detroit, I think, to Philly. Philly to Carolina. Yeah, and Mrazek has been playing awesome. But I am also saying this. Well, I mean, the loss of Michael Kempney for the Capitals is pretty big. So they're probably going to put Nick Jensen on that first defensive pairing with John Carlson where there might be some chemistry issues from there on. But I think I think they'll get it together. But also, you got to look at the Capitals just for the reasons you said, you know. J- Verona, Baxter, Connolly. He's got to score. Literally, oh, Connolly can score the – yeah, he's... but you know who else is a is an underliner in all of this, and everyone just bashes him for everything. Freaking Tom Wilson, man! In sixty-two games, he put Dude, up twenty-two Tom goals. A stand-up guy. Everyone will call. Oh, he's a scumbag. He's Tom Wilson, stand-up man. I don't care what anybody says. He's a good person. Yeah, he plays with a chip on his shoulder. That's his role. That's what they. He is good, man. He is really good. There's a reason why he's on the he's first. He's a first line. rounder too, isn't he? He's a good yeah. player, but he's a good player because he is on that first line. A lot of teams will do that. If you were to take him and put him with a different lineup, I don't think he'd be as good. But I think he makes he makes Kuzensov and Ovechkin so much better because he has a lot of talent. He can get those guys the puck and they, like in tight passing spaces, and he knows man. His role. And he's also the enforcer. Yeah. He he's the enforcer, he, man. Don't mess with Tom Wilson. His role. He's in there. He's in there to take care of his boys and. You know, that's his role. That's what they, they took him on to do, and that's what he agreed to do. By the way, he boxes. Did you see that? He actually goes to, like, boxing classes? Yeah, he boxes. But he's also, he, he also put up 40 points, which is great for, like, teams. Anyone can have a Tom Wilson. I'm telling you right now, with all those people saying, oh, 
Tom Wilson a scumbag. He would take Tom Wilson. In Honestly, I don't know why people call him a scumbag. I really don't. What What did he do so bad that he was a scumbag? I never. It's just his dirty hits. Dirty and hits. Stuff. That's that. Like he hits. He hits people sometimes relatively a bit late for like that preseason game where um, it was against the Blues. I forget who he hit, but it was like really late and it was like a headshot. The NHL doesn't tolerate it's, that. Yeah, it should never be tolerated. So, but the thing is, like he's he's. That's why he got 20 games. You also got to keep in mind, I get it, like, there's going to be some things, like, he's not, there's a difference between him and there's a difference between Benji Malkin, uh, what, however it's said. Like, Malkin yeah. is a dirty player. The kid, the guy literally has anger issues. Like, he literally has anger issues. He slashes people with a stick like it's a sword. I've never seen Tom Wilson do that. Like, Tom Wilson is an enforcer. Yeah, he's going to have a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, he's going to want to go out there and knock guys' heads off. But I don't think he's ever going out there to really get dirty and do the wrong thing. Like I said, he's a stand-up guy. This is going to be the postseason of Tom Wilson. He's going to be the breakout player for the Capitals. And also, adding Carl Hagelin. Capitals have their defensive issues of the past, but adding Carl Hagelin combined with Carlson and Orlov. Their power play killing has gotten a lot better. I do think Carolina sneaks out with a game at home in three and four because that you know Carolina is going to be going crazy because the Hurricanes haven't been in there for so long. True, they, I I do think they, they have enough talent to win at least a game. It's gonna it's gonna be interesting because you know if the Caps just like sleep on the Carolina and think Carolina is not going to come out swing it, no, they they're going to. They're going to be ready think, to make history, but I think it's I think the Caps are five. going to be surprised. I think the Caps are going to go out there and they're going to be like, wow, this this team is no joke. I think they are going to be a little sleeping on them a little bit because they're the Stanley Cup champions as well as the Hurricanes haven't made the playoffs in 10 years. So it's kind of one of those things like, all right, we better know how good we are. We better know how good they are in order to shut them down right away. I just can't see with all this talent on the Capitals – I can't see – I just can't see the, the Hurricanes winning one game. I just really can't. They Well, they may win one at home because, like you said, their fan base may go insane. But um, I don't know, man. It's going to be tough to line up. They're lining up against the Stanley Cup champions, defending Stanley Cup champions. And they, they're they Stanley Cup champions for a reason. I'm going 4-0. Okay. All right, all right, well, let's go up by 95 then. The Islanders and the Penguins. What do you see out of this one? This matchup. This matchup. Okay. This matchup is probably going to be the most interesting matchup of this whole series. And I say that because Penguins of the, of the first, first round. round. Yep, of the first round. This is going to be the most yeah. – this is going to be the – if there's one series you want to watch, this is going to be the series that you want to watch. And just for the reason that – the Penguins have been sleeping all season. People had doubts that they weren't going to make the playoffs. I don't know why. They are the Pittsburgh Penguins. They are in that position for a reason. They're a very, very, very strategic team. They sleep for a reason because when it comes crunch time, they're rested up and they go full force. I cannot wait to see them play in the playoffs. Sidney Crosby always brings it. Mike Sullivan's always heated. He's always on top of his players. He's a true coach as well. But then with the Islanders, they're really stacking up with some good talent. They got Nelson. They got rid of Tavares. That really helped. They brought on Barry Trotz. Um, been, they have been playing very good hockey. I am going game seven. It's going to be a brutal series. Um, both these teams aren't really known to be that physical. 
So um, it's going to be an interesting matchup. I'm going seven games, and the Penguins are going to take it. I, I do think – when you look at this year's Pittsburgh Penguins, you, you can't compare this team to the teams that won the Stanley Cup because I don't think the Penguins are as deep no, as no they way. used to be. No way. Yeah. They, they still have their top guys, but when it comes to the third and fourth line, it, it's not like they have Sheary and like all these other young uh, Wilkes-Barre Scranton guys on there anymore. I mean, granted, there's still Wilkes-Barre Scranton guys, but they're not on the level as like those previous guys were. But you know, you look at the Islanders. You may say, "Yeah, they may not have the talent, but they're so they're solid." They're coming hard this throughout. Yeah, they're I mean, coming hard this year, like very, very hard. You got Josh Bailey, Brock Nelson, Barzell, uh, Barzell who's an All Star, Eberle, yeah, man. Bars, uh, Josh Andersley, dude. Barzell skating is just like he's probably the best skater in the NHL. He, this guy looks like he's so smooth, silky, buttery smooth. This guy, so smooth. I just, it's going to be such a good matchup. Like, I'm so excited. And they have a good defense too, with like uh, Boychuk, Letty, Powell. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. I, I'm going to, like I said, I'm going an absolute dogfight in game seven with the Pittsburgh Penguins because this is just going to come down to experience, I think. And now the Penguins, like you said, they haven't been as deep as they once. Still got Jake Ensel. They still got Sidney Crosby. He's Sidney Crosby. He's he's Gordie Howe. He's Wayne Gretzky. He's Sidney Crosby. Brian Rust. Phil Kessel. uh, Hornquist. You know, Colin. These guys are going to turn it on come playoffs like they always do every single year. Like I said, that's top heavy. They got in the bottom. They They don't got much. I don't know who they got line, Matt Cohen. You know? I don't know who Garrett Wilson is. Teddy Bolger. I don't even – never even heard of that guy. Exactly. They're not, they're but not they're going to be even. able to run they're not through even. These, these three – like these two to three lines most of the time in order just to kind of get the Islanders out of the way and hopefully mix up the lineups again mm-hmm. to kind of get some different talented guys on the line. Also, you, I'm surprised you haven't been bringing up the goalies a lot, man, because they're big. Oh, they're very big. But I, I don't really talk much about the goalie because yeah. Leonard, Leonard's top three in goals against in the league. He's been he's been a top goaltender for them a lot, but he's also been battling injuries too. But they also have Thomas Grice, who's been a stud as well. He's also up in the top ten when you look among yeah, stats pretty, for goalies. They're pretty the even. Islanders got good goalies, man, and you, you know Barry Trotz. He he knows his way around yeah. the Penguins too, you know. Capitals last year and playing them the two previous years before that. Trotz is going to have a game plan, but also, is Matt Murray going to be the Matt Murray we know before? We've seen Matt Murray now for three years. And I think that, you know, he had injuries beforehand with all these concussions and stuff. One is he's going to stay healthy. I'm, I'm sure he's going to be, but also, like, there's times where he's let up some easy goals. And I'll and like, yeah, he can flip it on in the postseason. And last year he did that. But, you know, it, that factor is still in there that, you know, once in a while, especially on his glove side, he lets in some right. easy goals. And I think the Islanders can exploit that and win a few games. Plus, they're going to be playing in Long Island, too, at the Nazu Coliseum. So they're going to so, be ready to go. But I, 
I do think Pittsburgh pulls it off, and I'm and I'm with you that it will go seven two. But I am rooting for the Islanders. Absolutely, no, nobody wants <laughs> to see the Penguins get in there. I'm a I'm a Flyers yeah. fan. Last thing well, I, I, I do think, there. I do think Pittsburgh Penguins, the top heavy lines. I think they're going to keep those guys out the most. They're trying to hide the third or fourth line guys, shave their time a little bit, and play these other guys a little bit more. I mean, and also you got factor in you got factor in the power play, man. Pittsburgh can easily just get you get guys in the box and. With that uh, Pittsburgh power play, they're relentless. Yeah, I mean, you got Crosby out there, Jake Kensel, he can move. Malkin's a big dude. Phil Kessel, he, he's a very underrated player. And then Chris Letang at the blue line. So, you know, Mike Sullivan is not no stupid coach. And Barry Trotz is a very smart coach as well. So, it's going to – with this matchup, like I said, this is going to be the most exciting matchup in the first round. The Metro is very difficult to play in. As well as the lineups, there's it's pretty even skill wise and size wise. Um, it's coming down to coaching. It's coming down to heart. Goaltending, obviously, I don't mention much, but you just have to trust your goalie, whoever it is. Trust them. Make sure he's going to make the saves. Make sure he's going to play well. And then um, being smart, like Penguins are a team that's very smart. Like they're not going to try to take penalties. Crosby knows not to flip a stick out and and uh, trip somebody. Mulkin's the guy you got to watch for. That's pretty much it. And then Hornquist has to play smart too. He can't be roughing up guys when it's not necessary to do so. Um, so as well as when it comes down to hockey IQ, how well they can control themselves, making sure they don't get in each other's head. And then uh, I think if that if they can do that, Pittsburgh can do that, control themselves. I definitely think Game Seven they're going to take it. But it's going to be an absolute dogfight. I'm I'm so excited for this matchup. Right. So once again, we both have the same second round. We have Pittsburgh and we have the Caps. A four, I think that would be the fourth straight year that that yep. would happen fourth in the year. second round. Yeah. yeah. So do the Capitals get them again? What, what do you think is going to happen? Oh, yeah. I think Cavs got them. I just I, – I, like I said, I barely see P- Pittsburgh – I'm not sleeping on Pittsburgh at all because they are the Pittsburgh Penguins for a reason. They're not just going to get rid of all their players and replace them because they're getting old. I still believe that their GM and their coach, coaching staff and everybody involved in making decisions still believes that Crosby's their guy. It's like having Tom Brady at your team. You don't care how old he is. You know he's a true-born winner, and that's all you need to know. He's a leader, and he's a winner. And he wants to win. He's going to do whatever it takes to win, but he's also one guy. So the Capitals, like I said, they're just they're just too stacked. They're like that Predators lineup that they have, as well as the Lightning. Um, those are the three teams that are really going to bring it to the house this year. Uh, I don't see the Penguins being able to beat or knock off the Capitals. The Capitals are definitely a quicker team, and as well as shots too. Like they'll. They'll pick up the trash in front of the net really quick. The only thing you got to look for is the Sidney Crosby moves around the net. So he kind of floats around the net a lot. He'll put him in the net somehow, and you'll kind of look around and be like, how did he just score that? But I definitely think the Capitals are going to take them. And how many games? Uh, it's not going to go game seven like it's been recently. Um, it's just too many. You're playing 21 postseason Caps games. Caps finished them in six last year. They 
next year, right? You said six? Yeah, six. Six last year. Uh, it's not going to go to seven. I know that. Going five is tough. Going six. Caps would have home ice, too. I would go six, I guess. We'll put it at six. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not confident on that because this this matchup is kind of could go seven, um, just because it's the Pittsburgh Penguins playing the Washington Capitals. But I'll go six just because I. Uh, I don't know. I'll just I'll just go six. I feel like it's tough. Well, I think I think um, Capitals take care of them in six again. It's going to be pretty, a one. I, it's going to be a one goal game. Most it's going to be the. Games. I don't think – I think the Caps can get a, get a couple games with more than two goals. And Pittsburgh's Max defense two. has not been the same. Dude, it, it really hasn't. I mean, Dumoulin is going to be out. So you're going to have Chris Letang. And then your other defensive line pairings, they ain't, they're not that good when you're going to take on a Capitals team that has about six-plus guys that have 20 right. or more goals. But the only thing that's keep in mind, West, right, this is the postseason, this is the Pittsburgh Penguins. I get it. It's the postseason, but you, defense is a big thing. And like I said about Matt Murray, Capitals exposed it last year with the, the glove side. He's still having the same issues. You know that they're going to try to get Ovechkin to snipe one on his glove side. And also, also Kuznetsov and Oshie and all those guys, and um, Eller – they're going to be attacking the glove side but too. You don't, I mean, once you don't they think, have a weakness, Rick, they're not exploiting. You don't think Pittsburgh's going to be ready for that. That's not the Carolina Hurricanes. Like this Pittsburgh Penguins. Know, like, yeah, yeah. Their coaching staff is going to yeah, get but, them ready. That they're going to be watching film. They're going to be making sure that you know they know that Ovechkin stands in that faceoff circle. They, they've been doing it for yeah, years. I get like, you. I don't know why they haven't rotated. But him. here's the thing. But here's the thing. Same same thing I talked about uh, for the first round for Pittsburgh. They're top heavy, man. Those guys are going to be playing a lot of but minutes. But they'll definitely rotate some guys in and out, though. You know, I I will never sleep on the Pittsburgh. Yeah, they'll rotate, they'll rotate them out. But when it comes to depth, when it comes to the goaltender, I I certainly think when the postseason's on the line, Braden Holpe just flips a switch, man. He can be garbage in the regular season. We saw it last year. They started Grubauer over him, right? But Braden Holpe knows how to play in the postseason, man. He really does, and he can he can stop that. He's been facing these guys for the past four years. They he knows what they're gonna bring. Pittsburgh is just not that as deep as the Capitals are, my friend. They they really aren't. I get what I you're think saying. It's I get what games. you're saying, but like I said, the Pittsburgh Penguins are the Pittsburgh Penguins are a reason. As long as they got that support system with Mike Sullivan and Sidney Crosby, their third liners could be all stars. They could be all stars because they have they'll have the right coaching, they'll have the right setup. And if they can listen, like they, I mean, just look at the Patriots. Who who is who is Chris Hogan? Who is Julian Edelman? These are guys that have showed up because they've had great mentors around them, and they were able to make big plays. And I can say we can say the same thing about the Capitals, man. I mean, who's Jacob? Vonner? I heard his name pass around a little bit you know more I mean? than whoever this Marcus Peterson guy is. Con- Connolly, Lars Eller. They're good I mean, players. Lars Eller went Rick on a Collins good player. His name drops a lot. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but like that's how much that uh, Nick Dowd, man. I mean, can't right. Travis Boyd. I just, 
And then also, you got to remember, they have Carl Hagelin now, too, and he's a he's going to be able to shut down what Pittsburgh does because he's played right. there the past two I, years. Chandler Stevens. Uh, my man. last comment on this matchup is I just don't see – I just I just can't see them walking around the, the Penguins with Crosby and Sullivan. I don't say they walk around. I'm just saying don't be surprised if there's, like, a game or two where the Caps have, like, two or more goals. Most. I'm going to say most, too, by the most. I'm saying six games. I think Pittsburgh will win a couple. Definitely some in Pittsburgh, one in Pittsburgh, and I think they'll take one oh, in they'll Washington. Take one. Yeah, they'll definitely, yeah, they'll definitely take one in Washington. Uh, I think Washington ends up taking it. In I'm six. going same thing too. So Washington six. Pittsburgh so, is yeah. not going to let more than more than uh, by two goal differential for the Capitals. All right. So, the Atlantic has the President Trophy winner who tied the 95 Red Wings with the most wins in the regular season with 62. 62. The Tampa Bay Lightning are primed to hoist the cup this year as the heavy favorites, but the path will not be as smooth as they think. They will face the Columbus Blue Jackets, who survived after a bumping ending to the season. This will be Columbus's third straight year in the postseason, but are still looking for their first ever series win. Tampa and Columbus will meet in the postseason for the first time in NHL history. And up in the Northeast, the same two teams will meet again as the second and third seeds of the Atlantic are the Boston Bruins and Toronto Maple Leafs. Boston had the second-best league record with 48 wins and 107 points. And Toronto added John Tavares and secured another trip to the playoffs. The Maple Leafs have played the Bruins for the third time since 2013 in the playoffs. All three series have been seven-game losses for Toronto. And when you look at the Atlantic as a whole, when you look at Boston, Toronto, the Columbus and Tampa series, is this shaping up to be their moment of the year? Like, are there going to be more memorable moments out of this part than any other? What are your thoughts? um, Excuse me, before the Penguins and the Islanders are going to be one of the biggest matchups to watch as well as this Boston-Toronto uh, matchup again. So this is another very good matchup that's going to go either way. You know Toronto's super hungry to be able to win this year. Like, they're going to want it. Re- oh, yeah. They're, re- they're, they're ready, ready to go, man. They're ready to go. But like I said, here we go with one of these veteran teams, teams right? Boston wins to get worn out much easier than a lot of these other teams, you know? Um, they, like, it just comes down – this matchup between the Bruins and the Maple Leafs is going to come down to speed. Um, and just how much gas they have in the tank. They have, they have a lot of – the Bruins have a lot of old guys between Chara and then who is that other guy they have that's a little bit older? Um, Brad Marsh, Marsh and Bergeron. Right? But they also have like Jake DeBrusque and guys like that that have a little bit younger age to them. Pasternak. So it's going to be a good mix. I am not sleeping on the Bruins. I'm going game seven with the Bruins. It's going to be a dogfight as well. It's going to be pretty much the same thing as the Islanders in the past. Um, but I think, I honestly think this matchup may, may be a little bit more in honestly, um, as far as like the game goes. Uh, Penguins and Islanders yeah. will be fun, but just not as yeah, intense. If you remember last year, if you remember last wild. year, that top line for the Boston dominated the top line of uh, Toronto. Yeah. It's I mean, they smacked them around. Now you add John, 
You add John Tavares on that first line for Toronto. Now it's going to be very It's going to be a lot of experience in this matchup and also speed. Whoever's got the speed is probably going to be the one taking the win. Um, the Bruins do play pretty quick, but I'm telling you, if, if the Maple Leafs can hold them out to a game six, game seven, the Bruins are going to be very, very worn out. Um, I do think they're going to make it. I do think the Bruins are going to hold out but then they're definitely going to get eliminated the second round. They're just not going to have the gas in the tank that they need. Well, I think with, uh, with Boston and Toronto, um, I already mentioned about the first line and these two teams are very deep as themselves. They match up pretty dang good as they have for the past couple of years. But um, Toronto's defense has been really shaky, man. And then you have Freddie Anderson in goal, goal for them. And Freddie Anderson falls under the same category as I think as uh, Mark Jones, man, because he he can play he play solid and he can make some remarkable saves. But what are you gonna get from him from a consistent basis? Not much, man. I I don't really think so. That will be the difference, especially with Boston with their top heavy line having a very productive season. Maybe they mixed up some of those guys to play on the like the second or third. You know, maybe move um, Brad Marchand to the second, and you have Prostanak Bergeron up there. So, I I do like Toronto too. I think they just need a better goaltender, but I I do think it's going to go seven, and I think it's going to be a crushing overtime victory for Boston. Yeah, I I just like I like the Bruins. I like their their lineups they got. I just I believe in Char. I believe in Jake DeBrusque. I believe in Char Charlie Coyle. They can score a lot of. Yeah, they're they're pretty well balanced too. I mean, they have some size, they have some small guys, and then, like you said, the goaltending issue. Like Tuka Rask playing pretty damn good, and then Halak. And then also is their backup. Yeah, Halak. If Tuka Rask falls off or gets injured, right. you got Halak, another I mean, solid goaltender. Really besides Frederick, um, Frederick Anderson's only your starting goaltender, and then this guy Michael Hutchinson. I haven't heard much from him, so like, who knows what would happen if yeah. you know. If if Anderson gets hurt or he doesn't have a good game, they're gonna to want to pull him, obviously. But but don't get me wrong, Toronto's got good talent. You got Mitch Marner, Mark Riley, yeah, Austin Matthews, um, like Marlowe, yeah. Nylander. Like these guys are gonna show up for sure. But I just think that, like I said, speed. And if like the if they can, if the Boston Bruins has a game plan that's gonna be able to shut down the Maple Leafs immediately lower their confidence, get them knocked off their edge, kind of rough, like rough them up so they don't have the, as much speed and talent as they would without being physically physically beat up, then they'll be able to hold out. If they can't do that right off the bat, then it's maybe believe team's going to pick up the speed and they're going to wind up taking the momentum and try to turn it into a game seven. I think the Bruins will definitely hold out. But like I said, the Bruins have to be able to be on top of this team early. They have to contain them. They have to control them. They really have to make sure there's – the Bruins have to be the dad in this case, and then the, the Maple Leafs are going to be all their sons. So the dad's going to be can, like telling the kids what to do type thing. So if they can do that, they're under control. They're going to go into the second round. I'm going game seven Bruins. All right, well, let's go, let's go to the President Trophy winners then. What do you expect out of uh, Tampa? Do they come out of the gates hot, or are they going to struggle a little bit? With, Blue Jackets uh, going to knock Tampa off 4-0. <laughs> no, that, that was just 
It was April Fools was a week ago, right? <laughs> no, it's <was> just yeah. <laughs> messy. This is this is easy. Um I I definitely I 100% know the Blue Jackets will win one game against the Lightning. I'm going 4-1 Lightning. The only blowout here is going to be the Hurricanes and the Capitals. That's a 4-0 series. Our game sevens are going to be the Bruins and Maple Leafs, obviously, and the Islanders and the Penguins. But the Tampa and Blue Jackets, Tampa's going to win the series 4-1. Blue Jackets has some decent talent. They're a pretty damn physical team. Like, if if the – if the Avalanche and the Blue Jackets were to play each other in the first round, which would never happen because one team's West, one team's East, that would be like the perfect matchup. That would be like an absolute dogfight game seven because both those teams kind of have that same type of edge to them. They get in there during the postseason and they rough up the team, whoever their opponent, whoever they're playing. They're, they're, they're dogs, man. Like they're going to get in there. They're going to want to attack as hard as they can. And if they lose, they lose. And if they win – then great, we win, you know? Matthew Shane, Cam, Cam, these are good guys. These are good players. What's that? I said Duchesne was picked up at the trade deadline, too. Plus, Columbus has got a lot of potential uh, free agents, man. Yeah, a lot of guys on there last David year. David Savard, Steph Jones, you know, like Bob Brown. Wow. Yeah, Gosh. like, it's going to be a tough – it's going to be – I Tampa's going to walk over them, but it's going to be a good – like – you're going to see the Blue Jackets give it all they got. That's all I'm saying. Tampa's going to be able to – they're going to have to adjust the first game. I think the first game is going to be pretty interesting. But the rest of the season, Tampa's going to try to – just going to go – they're going to walk. They're going to walk on them. Um, I, don't, I don't think they're going to – See, I think, they, I think Columbus I don't wins think two games. Those like injuries. Like, Tampa doesn't have any injuries. They stay pretty healthy. They're just – Tampa – those teams are one of the best hockey teams I've seen in a long, long time. It's not because they won 62 games. Like, that just goes to show either that they're really good or that the NHL is kind of falling apart a little bit. I definitely don't think the NHL is falling apart. But what I'm saying is just it really – like, Tampa just has it this year. You know, they just have it. 4-1 right, Tampa. Well, I, think, I, think the, I think the Blue Jackets win at – I think they win two games. Tampa takes care of them in six. Okay. Oh, and I'm not going to even go into Tampa because I'll go into it with this next round with um with Tampa and Boston. We have the same, same yeah. for our group too. Um, I'm I'm going to start off with the prediction with okay. uh, Tampa and Boston. You know, because Boston has a lot of good goal scorers and stuff, and they they're pretty evenly distributed out with their defensemen and like the top top lines and stuff, and they got, like, a couple of 30 scores here and there. But Tampa has 340 scores. Like, three players have 40 goals, man. You never right. hear but that. But you're, that you're lining up against Zidane Char, Zidane Char, Charlie McAvoy, uh, Torrey Krug, Brandon Carlo. Like, their whole defense, right. their but defense they're also between all three lines on the Bruins is just solid all the way through. Tampa has like four right. first lines, Tampa's man. Moved. They really do. So it's gonna be like a very interesting matchup. Four lines, even. I think Tampa takes care of them in six, in Boston, because Boston's gonna be playing that tough series with Toronto. I think that Toronto Boston series is gonna be the best out of that Boston Toronto series of years before. I think it's gonna be very very tight. I think Game Seven goes into two I'm overtimes. Gonna... That's how confident I am with those te- teams, but. 
I think the wear and tear of Boston dealing with uh, with uh, Toronto is going to take effect here with um, with them going up against Tampa agree. Bay. hundred percent agree. So that's why I think Tampa takes care of them in six. I five games, honestly, because I think – like Remember, Boston has a lot right, of old guys too. What I'm saying is like how good can Jake DeBrusque be if some of their older guys are, are worn out, like Bergeron, right? How good can uh, Pasternak be if Chara's worn out? You know, like you're only as strong as your weakest link. And the thing is, and that clearly shows with the Oilers this year, you know, Connor McDavid's a hell of a player, but he can't do it all himself. So I think, like you said, like the Maple Leafs are definitely going to try to wear them out. And then from there, Tampa's either going to take them in game five or game six. Like, yeah. like easily. I just, they're just too quick, dude. They're just going to, sh- they just strike. Like they, they get the puck on net. They get it when they need to. And it's either a nice goal when Tampa scores or it's just like a pick up the trash right away. I mean, I just watched, I don't know who it was. It was one of their players on Tampa. They, they got the puck, drove it down the ice to on net, and then he picked up his own rebound, rebound right in front of the goaltender. Like, are you that quick that the goalie couldn't get his hand on the puck to cover it up? That he was a Callahan, probably like shot the puck strategically, like off the pad, picked up his own rebound and scored. Like, both defensemen, like MIA, or just couldn't contain him, just too quick. And Tampa just and Boston just doesn't have that speed, especially going to the second round. All right. Yeah. Well, that's a look at our first two rounds of the NHL playoffs as we predicted them, previewed them. Now let's move to the conference finals. In the West, Ant has the Sharks and the Predators, while I have the Predators and the Knights. Reaching the Eastern Conference finals, we both have the Capitals and the Lightning. So let's start in the West. Um, Ant, who do you have representing the Western Conference in the Stanley Cup between the Sharks and the Predators? This interesting matchup, um, I definitely think the Predators have the edge. Uh, if Sharks could stay healthy throughout the whole the whole season, and even if they make it there, I know the Predators will definitely make it. I believe the Sharks will, but I still got the Predators. They're just too stacked. I just think that they have more grit than the Sharks do. Sharks are definitely going for a cup run, but like I said, the Predators are just too stacked all around. Their fan base is amazing. They have good goaltending. They have coaching. I mean, you name it, they got it, and it's beyond skill at this point. It's mental toughness. It comes down to keeping your guys healthy, making sure everyone knows their role, and I think the Predators definitely can take care of that. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be the Predators. I'm not even having game predictions as far as this because I don't even, I have no idea how many games. Just going to Predators. Fair. So I have the Predators and the Knights. I mean, that's a hell of a conference finals, if you ask me where I think both teams are balanced and they both have really great goaltenders and uh, Marc-Andre Fleury and Pecorine. I do think Nashville is deeper with that fourth line. I mean, you're going to have Reeves and Simmons and Boyle all on the fourth lines yeah, when they gonna, go on. If those teams – if those two teams <laughs> – It's, it's going to be NFL man. on ice. Brian Boyle is like really six is. seven, right? He can beat the shit out of you. Yeah, Wayne he's a Simmons can beat the shit out of you. Ryan Reeves could knock you out. Like it's gonna if those teams match up, it's gonna be very interesting. And think, this is round three. 
So these guys, Things yeah, are, it's yeah, going to be, they're both probably going to be worn down. The Predators are not known to be a healthy team really come round three. But like I said, they have more grit. They have more heart. I just think that they're going to get the job done. The And you're going to have Johansson, Ardvidsson, um, Knights are, uh, going up against Mark Stone and, and William Carlson. The Knights like, are a quick team. They strike as yeah. well. And, dude, it's going to be crazy. Nashville's got the yeah, bigger bodies, though. So I think, I think they'll wear them down as the series goes on. But I think the Predators end up getting back. It wouldn't surprise me if the Knights returned, though. I was, like, on the fence between the Knights and the Predators. I do think the Predators squeak it out. Yeah, I'm definitely going Preds. Um, but it, that's, like, once again, though, if the Sharks can if the Sharks can take care of their goaltending, I think they'll, they'll be already against the Knights. But if the Knights somehow make their way in there against the Preds, it's going to be an interesting matchup. I think the Knights got speed, but the Predators have grit, they have heart, and I think that's what wins games. Another thing too, it's all about Mark Andre Fleury, man. It's good. It oh, really is. It comes down he, to him. He is yeah. the, they gotta, yeah, man. He is the no. big X factor, and I and I said this to a bunch of my Pittsburgh Penguin fans, like they were stupid to not to keep Mark Andre Fleury because you knew what he was going to bring in night in and night out. You don't know what Matt Murray's going to bring in night in and night out. Matt Mark Andre Fleury is the thing that the Knights. Now, he's the heart of the Rick, franchise. Mark Andre Fleury. He's not the biggest guy. The only way to beat him out, if the only way to beat, I love Mark Andre Fleury as a person. He's a great person, as well as he's a great goaltender. The only way you're going to be able to beat out Mark Andre Fleury is to move him post to post. So if you can move that puck across the across the ice from like hash mark to hash mark quick enough, or get some crappy rebound, that's how you're going to beat Mark Andre Fleury. You're not going to beat him with a snipe. You're not going to beat him with a with a high glove. You're not going to beat him with a high blocker. You're going to beat him with a post to post. Um, he's not the best goaltender post to post, but Steph is Steph. And, like, and they have freaking the Predators have that with um, Johansson right. and Forsberg and Yossi with all those guys. And, and Craig Smith, Grandlin. Like that's that's going to be that's going to be the thing to look out for. Goaltending with friggin. Mark Jones here, like, now I'm kind of taking back my Sharks. <laughs> like, he is just embarrassing at times, this guy. He better – he better – the coaching staff better get him ready for the, for this series. All right. So, let's go to the East. So, a rematch of next year – of uh, last year. Caps and Lightning again. Caps and Lightning. Interesting, interesting – I'll let you start. I'll let you start. Interesting series. Very – going to be very very interesting if every single guy on every on both teams could stay healthy it's going to be very very interesting capitals have the size lightning has the speed how are you going to move around somebody that has size but then how are you going to move around somebody that has a lot of speed so this is just going to come down to this series is going to come down to um strategic coaching um toughness the Lightning has got to be tough against the Capitals, and the Capitals cannot let the Lightning speed get to them to wear them out. The Capitals have got to play smart hockey. They have got to shut down the um, and push. They've got to shut down the the slot area and push guys out to the boards because the Tampa the Tampa's so quick. They like to skate right up the ice. They got to look for some trick plays. Um, Capitals have got to play smart. 
and then the Lightning have got to play quick if they want to beat them. I'm going the Lightning. Like I said, I'm not saying how many games. I'm not predicting that. I'm just saying that the Lightning are going to pull out the win. All right. Well, I've said all year long Cats that year, the team the way, that is most likely last year. So, and I like the Capitals. <laughs> I like the Capitals because they got a lot of talent. They're a smart organization. I've said all year that the team that can throw off the Lightning is the Capitals. But what makes you? What makes it, you it really say is. why? Explain. I'm curious. Because they're. They're big, they're physical, they can wear you down, and they can score just as many goals right. as the Lightning can. I think what was two weeks ago when um, when Ovechkin got his 50th goal, that game where the Capitals won 6-3 to three two weeks ago, I think that is exactly the re- – you watch that game, those are the reasons why the Caps can beat the Lightning. They can – yeah, the Lightning have, like, solid depth all throughout their lines, all like I said, the four through one, they're all first line guys. But Caps have a really good depth too, and they got bigger bodies. And as a series goes on, you know, it's going to take a toll, especially in the Eastern Conference Finals. And the Caps have goal scorers. Just think, they have to. Also, they got, they got both teams have too. to play four games each, or four games total. So yeah. in that series, minimum. So it depends, like. It depends a lot on the coaching staff. Like, what is their game plan? Are is um, are the Capitals going to coach going to be sending in their guys, just saying, "Hey, I want you guys to be a five man defense first, and then flip the switch on to score pucks." Or are they going to kill them, knock them off, wear them out? It's not just strategic placement. How are our guys feeling? Are they feeling slow? Are they feeling beat up? Round three hockey in the Stanley Cup playoffs is brutal. Those guys are lucky that they're even standing up, some of them. They're probably on their weekends walking on crutches, and then come game time, they're on their skates. But also, the Lightning, I, I, I can't believe I haven't mentioned this when uh, we started talking about them. But um, Vasilevsky, come on. He, he's he great. He is. So, so I think it's going to be very close. Maybe Tampa gets like – you know, a blowout win here and there. You know, they may like, get like one. Probably yeah, like they may get one, like five to one game, and Tampa puts up the coals, yeah. man. Like they, they, they can put it up. But the Caps, Caps can, can do, do that, that too. too. Absolutely, they can put up the goals. They, and like, because remember, Braden Holpe had shut out the Lightning in Game Six and Game Seven of last year. The Lightning didn't right, score right. a single goal. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be a very so, good matchup between these yeah. two teams. So it does go to seven games, and I think the Lightning just get them on like a rebound deciding goal, like something now, like ridiculous. One other thing like too that. is with this with this matchup. If this matchup happens, just keep in mind with the Lightning that they've been here last year. They lost to the Capitals, as well as John Cooper got his multi million extension, and they won sixty two games this year, clinched the President's Trophy, and clinched the first spot in the playoffs number one team in the league. So that's a lot of pressure on them. I think everyone in that Tampa Bay Lightning Stadium is predicting them to be Stanley Cup winners. A hockey fan is predicting them to be Stanley Cup winners. And I think them themselves are predicting to win the Cup this year. 
that's a lot of pressure on them, right? Like when the Capitals went into it last year, who knew they were going to win the cup? We knew they were a good team. We knew that Ovechkin was hungry for it and people were feeling that, but it's the heart, it's the passion, it's the chemistry, it's the coaching. It's those, it's those things that really matter. And like, we have to make sure that the Tampa has that through all, all the way through all season. Like who knows how good the captain is, John Cooper and his, and his, uh, and his team. You know, I, I saw Barry Trotz, the love for the game with him and his players. Like it looked like it was like, it looked like those were all his kids, you know, like that's, that's what wins championships. And who knows what's going to happen. All I'm saying is it's going to be a very good matchup. I think the lightning is going to take it. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be the Lightning with a game-deciding goal in, like, the final, like, five right. minutes. Unlike, unlike a cross-ice pass from, like, post-to-post or, like, a rebound. Right. Goal, which is hard for me to say as a Caps fan, but I'm going to be yeah. a realist, man. I, I really think this is the Tampa's year. And granted, yeah, they've won the President's Trophy, and President Trophy winners have been 2-25 and 25 in the last 25 years. Yeah, yeah, you never know. So. As well as, like I said, it's a lot of pressure, and – you know, the Capitals are a lot from them as well to come back and defend that cup. So there's a lot of – All right. So we have finally reached the Stanley Cup part of the show where we will predict who will hoist, hoist it. the Stanley Cup for the 2018 and 2019 season. So, Ant, your matchup of the Predators and – Actually, I think we both have the same matchup. But the you Predators had, and the Lightning. You had the, the Knights, the Predators, and the Lightning Capital, right? So you got the Preds winning yeah. Game Seven, then you had the Lightning winning Game Seven off like a crazy goal, right? Yeah, I didn't say how many Predators. games the Predators right. and Knights was going to go. I think it's going to go plus I'm six. Going, but... I'm going Lightning to win the Cup this year. Um, I just uh-huh. when you see a team that's that good play throughout the whole year. It's just like what's stopping them now? What's stopping them? They've already they already done it. They've done it for eighty two games. They won sixty two out of eighty two games in the NHL. Sixty two out of eighty two. It's like it's like just mind blowing. Is it just like these other teams are just not showing up? How can you win sixty two games at eighty two games in a season? That's like going 16 and 0 in NFL nowadays. And that's very, very, very tough to near impossible to do. And at the speed in hockey to do that every, almost every other night and then travel when you're doing it. And then outside things in life happening, like all these guys are just very aligned to one another. And that's going to be very, very hard to stop. I'm going lightning. Um, Predators and lightning. Lightning's going to win. But I'm telling you, at the end of this matchup, the Lightning are probably going to have no legs and no arms. Because the Predators are going to bang them up very, very, yeah. very, very hard, I think. I think so, too. But I think that um, since I have the Knights playing the Predators pretty dang hard, um, I think Nashville will come in a bit dragged. All, Tampa, obviously, Tampa will, too. Tampa will have to deal with Austin and the Capitals. Right, like they that's, a lot. that's a lot to deal with. So I think Tampa does take care of them in five. I just think the speed of Tampa is way too much for Nashville to take care of. And, um, you know, we haven't talked about the Lightning defense, too, with uh, Victor Hedman. Right. Um, he scores. He's smart. a soft, 
solid. And right. Brian McDonough. Like, I mean, Sergachev, Chersnack, uh, Coburn, Girardi. These guys have been solid. You know, they might not score as many goals, but man, they they make sure they give it to the wingers and the centermen to go down and kick. The big part of it is Vasilevsky too. Right. It's just overall balance. They all look Tampa good. has been destined. Yeah, Tampa has been destined to get a Stanley Cup ring. You know, ever since they went and played the Blackhawks right. a few I, years ago, ever since they went and lost against the Rangers to get there. I mean, it it does seem like you know it's Tampa's time. Will they be able to handle the pressure, and will they be able to have fresh legs throughout? I necessarily don't know, but it just feels that way. Nothing against Nashville, too. I think Nashville's a great team. But I think they're they're just fall a little short when it comes to matching up with right. the Tampa Bay. And like I said, it's a lot. Nowadays in the NHL, it transferred from that type of football player style of hockey to to speed. It's just, I mean, if you had every single player in your team as Connor McDavid, you'd be winning a cup easily. As long as it was more than just speed, right? Because you need that chemistry on that team for guys to fill each different role. Balance. Balance. Right? But, I mean, just look at these guys. Like Connor, uh, Connor McDavid and Nathan McKinnon. They just – they beat to their own drum. They're, they're Just the way, like, Nathan McKinnon can, like, position his body and, like, get the puck through, as well as the way Connor McDavid could just see the ice, attack the puck, and skate hard as hell down to the goalie on the other side. It's just these type of things that are like what Tampa is pretty much doing that these other teams just can't stop. And they're just striking, and they're striking at the right time from all over the ice. And that's going to be very hard to defend as well as their speed. So they have a lot of talent coming from all over the ice. All right. Well, guys, that is all the time we have for today. We thank you for joining us. And if you have any suggestions for us going forward, give us a message, leave a comment. And also comment on this. Let us know who you have taking home the Stanley Cup this year and what are your predictions. We have a Facebook and Twitter page, so be active on those. We'll definitely post this on there. And you comment. We'll do a little poll, too. We'll see who has the um, – who thinks Lightning are. Is it the Lightning or are you going to take the field? So um, any last One thoughts? One thing, this is not – this is not playoff related. Um, this is not Stanley Cup related, but breaking news: Joel Q is hired as the Panthers' head coach. There was talks about him going to the Flyers, which they could have absolutely used him as a head coach. I think he would have been a perfect fit in Philly. He's very gritty. I think he has a lot of heart. Kind of reminds me a little bit of Peter Laviolette with a mix map, Mike Babcock in there. Um, He's a good, he's fit, a good for fit the Panthers, too. The Panthers right. have a he's lot a good of talent, fit man. For them too. Um, but I'm just surprised he didn't go to the Flyers. But breaking news, he goes to the Panthers. We'll have to see what happens next year with him. Three. Yeah, you got to think. This is a this is a good win for Huberdo and Barkoff, who is the, probably the most Three underrated Stanley player Cubs, in the league. Three Stanley Cups, by the way. He won. So, yeah. just want to throw that out there. I mean, my my final thoughts on this is, Man, this is going to be a thing. The Stanley Cup playoffs are like up. It's up there with March Madness to me. As, and the NFL playoffs is like one of the most exciting edge of your seat um, playoff oh, it's, experiences it's you can watch. The crowds look are amazing. I mean, just look at look at Winnipeg oh, last out. year and look at Toronto. I mean, Nashville, they're outside their stadium <laughs> smashing cars with the different teams. I mean, 
you go to a baseball game, it's like, all right, you go to the baseball game, you get in your seat, you watch it. I love baseball. I'm like football too. I love football, but like hockey is just, it's so much different. It's so electric. It's so exciting. Look at, look at the fan base that Vegas. It's, just a, um, it's a nightclub. Made. It's literally a nightclub. It's just, it's incredible. Like what these stadiums have been doing. And it's like, not just one. And it's a lot of these teams that you wouldn't think like Nashville. It's a Southern state as well as like the Knights. Washington, Washington. too is pretty intense. You know, like these are teams in Boston. That Boston's crazy at hockey. Winnipeg is a complete whiteout. You know, it's it's going to be very exciting. It's yeah, it's yeah. intense, man. It's I'm looking forward to every single matchup. All right, well, that was Anthony Frattini, and I'm Wesley Splain. Um, make sure you go follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for listening and enjoy the Stanley Cup playoffs as much as we will be, and we'll be watching a whole hell of Absolutely. a lot of it. We'll be mentioning it throughout our Bench Bros uh, podcast throughout the weeks. So keep updated. Make sure you guys listen to us. Make sure you like and follow us. We hope you join us next time on Bench Bros. Have a good day. We out. We out.